He forgives all my sins. He heals all my diseases. He redeems me from death and crowns me with love and tender mercy, and he fills my life with good things. Even though things uh, get hectic sometimes in our life, and even though the world gets to be kind of a crazy place, always know that you will find a welcome here at Redeemer and that God will meet us as we come to worship him. So let's bow in prayer, shall we? Lord, as we walk through the doors of this place this morning to worship you, we brought with us our cares and our concerns, our joys and our sorrows. So touch our hearts today and heal us. Make us ready to become your faithful disciples. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. I have a question for you. What was your best day ever? Your best day ever. Maybe you're thinking my best day ever was when I got married or was able to hold that first newborn baby. For others, it might be the vacation of a lifetime or the day you retired. What was your best day ever? Easter in our house was always a very special day. When our kids were young, there was usually, you know, some new clothes and Easter baskets, but Easter morning in a pastor's home was focused around multiple worship services at church. Easter baskets waited until we got home at noon. In those days, we had a small Lhasa Apso family uh, pet, the dog, and one Easter morning, after I left the house to come here to church, Jan finished getting all three kids uh, bathed and dressed and out the door in time to come to worship, and it was a perfect Easter morning, except that the Easter bunny evidently didn't hide the kids' Easter baskets far enough out of reach of our dog. And while we were at church, she had a big breakfast of chocolate rabbits and jelly beans and marshmallow peeps. And I'm just guessing here, but I'm pretty sure that she may have listed that as one of her best days ever. <laughs> I was thinking uh, this week of what we might consider the best day ever in the Bible. Was it when Moses parted the Red Sea? Or when David saved his people by bringing down the great Philistine warrior, Goliath? Maybe it was the night Jesus was born, or the day he rose from the dead. You see, one of the problems with identifying these days or labeling any day as the best day ever is that it places our best days behind us. And if the best day ever was when we got married, what is there to look forward to? If the best day was when our children were born, then what happens on their first birthday or when they graduate? or at the wedding. Even the great days of the Bible, like the parting of the Red Sea or the day Jesus were born, were truly great days. But they are moments in the past. And I want the best day ever to be ahead of me, not behind me. And it can be if we will learn how to live the following the principles we find in what I think might be the best day ever in, in the Bible. And I invite you to listen to the story from Acts chapter 2. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. And suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. 
Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Spirit, Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. And when they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. These people are from all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians and Medes and Elamites, people from Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia and Pontus and the province of Asia, Perga and Pamphylia and Egypt and the areas of Libya and Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism. Cretans and Arabs, we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done. So what makes Pentecost the best day ever is that it was the day God did not just speak to his people or lead them as he did in the Old Testament times. It wasn't the day God came to earth to walk and talk with us in the person of Jesus Christ. Pentecost was the day God came to dwell in us through the power of his Holy Spirit. From this day forward, everything changed. No longer was God out there somewhere and wasn't just by, he, uh, he, and wasn't just by our side. God now fills our hearts and our lives with his presence and his power, which helps make every day the best day ever in the future. We know this is what happened on the day of Pentecost because Jesus promised it would happen before he ascended into heaven. Look at Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus said, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses telling people about me everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. When the Holy Spirit comes, Jesus said it will come with power, the power of God filling our lives. Jesus also said in John 14, 12, I tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done and even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. Isn't that a significant promise? Think about that. The Holy Spirit will come and through the power of God's Spirit working in us, we will be able to do even greater things than Jesus did. When Jesus returned to God, the Holy Spirit came to us. And when the Holy Spirit came, it brought into our lives the power of God. And with God's power at work in us, every day has the potential to be the best day ever. And even better days will come in the future. Exact, this is exactly what the first followers of Jesus experienced. Now, up until the day of Pentecost, the followers of Jesus were living in fear. They were hiding behind closed doors. They were afraid of letting people know that they were followers of Jesus Christ. They didn't want to suffer the same fate as Jesus. They feared losing their lives because if the authorities put Jesus to death, they would not hesitate to put the followers of Jesus to death. So it was fear that drove the disciples to huddle together in that upper room and trying to figure out what to do next. But as soon as the Holy Spirit filled their lives, their fear was gone. And it's not recorded in the Bible, but the disciples somehow moved from the safety of that upper room out into the dangerous open streets, and they no longer were silent. In fact, 
they were talking, uh, making so much noise that the people from all over the city began to gather around them to watch and to listen. There was a power that had taken hold of their lives and that power gave them the courage and strength and the ability to do some pretty great things. The followers of Jesus were different after the Holy Spirit came. Not only were they fearless in their faith, but they loved and cared for each other in significant ways. It says they committed themselves to one another in ways that made sure that everyone was cared for. If anyone had a need, they, uh, that need was met by the people who were around them. Now, there was a power at work in God's people that came on that day of Pentecost, which made the, it the best day ever. But what really makes it the best day ever is that the power given to them helped them live very full lives into the future. The day of Pentecost wasn't just that moment in history, like the parting of the Red Sea, it was a day that ushered in the power of God so that tomorrow could be the best day ever. And if we want our best day ever to always be tomorrow, then we also need to live life with the power that God makes available to us. We need to live with the purpose that God has for us, and we need to live our life giving praise to God for it all. You know, it's amazing to think that God makes available to us the fullness of his power. In 2 Timothy 1.7, the Apostle Paul says, God has not given us a spirit of fear and timidity, but the power and love and self-discipline. God gives us power, his power. God partners with us and shares with us his power so that our lives can be full and our lives can be abundant. And every one of us has the power of God available to us, and that power can help us do more than we ever thought we could do and more than we could ever dream of. It's the kind of power that takes an ordinary fisherman like Peter and turns him into a preacher who's able to bring the, change the hearts and lives of, uh, of over 3,000 people in one day. It's the power that turns an enemy of Christ into a world evangelist as it did the Apostle Paul. It's also the power that took a simple, unassuming nun and turned her into the world champion of the poor and forgotten like it did Mother Teresa. This kind of power is not just for a few, it's for all of us. Each one of us has the power of God available to us to help us move beyond what's comfortable to a place where God calls us and wants us to be. And the power is there if we're willing to step out and step up and use it. This week, I want to challenge us to use God's power in one real tangible way and see where it takes you. It might be using God's power to forgive someone that you're holding something against. It may be using God's power to get involved in some ministry that you've wanted to connect with but you've been afraid to try. It might be using God's power to lead or prepare yourself so that you can be God's leader in your home or at work or in the life of this church. You see, tomorrow can be our best day ever if we will draw upon the power of God in us to do even greater things than Jesus did. Now, the Holy Spirit not only brings the power of God into our lives, it also brings God's purpose. Jesus was clear that the Holy Spirit wasn't just going to bring power to people so they could do whatever they wanted to do. It was going to bring power to complete God's purpose here on earth. 
Look again at Acts 1.8. The power of God was given so that the people could be witnesses of Jesus in all the world. Again, this is what Jesus said would happen in John 14.26. But when the Father sends the advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remember you of everything and, and will remind you of everything that I have told you. Now the Holy Spirit was given to teach each of us who follow Jesus what we need to learn and then help remind us of everything that Jesus had said and done so that we can share that with the world around us. And this is what the power of God helped those first disciples to do in some pretty amazing ways. First, the power of God enabled the disciples of Jesus to witness to God's love and truth in many different languages. And that meant that people from around the world were able to hear about God and those who heard them preach and heard about God for the very first time in their own language, then took that good news with them. Not only was uh, the speaking in different languages an amazing thing, but God's truth then began to uh, go out to all the world after that one single event of Pentecost. Peter gave such a powerful witness to Jesus that thousands of people responded and wanted to follow Christ. But the power and purpose wasn't just for that day, it was also for the future. Look at Acts chapter 2, beginning with verse 42. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. And a deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and their possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, met in homes for the Lord's Supper, shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. So many gave, who gave their lives to Christ on that day of Pentecost joined together, and in the days that followed, even more people were filled with God's power and purpose, and amazing miracles were being done, which caused even more people to join the faith. See, the day God poured out his Holy Spirit on the followers of Jesus and chose to dwell in his people opened the door for many more best days to come. And those days are still coming. When we tap into the purpose that God has for us, which is still to share God's grace and love and truth, we experience the fullness of God which makes our lives the best day ever, every day. I think that personally being part of Redeemer Church has been very special. I know Jackie has said that to you from her own perspective. It has been for me as well. Over the years, we have seen some amazing demonstrations of God's power right here. We have seen steady numerical growth. We've seen small groups develop and what that has done for some folks in our congregation. We've seen people going through some very difficult times uh, get loved and cared for. We've seen many people, young and old alike, grow in their faith through Bible study, through Sunday school, through vacation Bible school, through summer church camps. We have seen people come to God in worship and go out into the community to serve. There's been an energy, there's been an enthusiasm and a love that has filled people in this congregation with God's power and helped us to be people who share God's love in the world around us. And living out the purpose God has for us has made for some best days in the past. But I am convinced that the best days ever for Redeemer Church still lie ahead of us.
I didn't hear any, any amens to that, but I, I believe that. I really do. I believe that the best days for this church still lie ahead of us as we continue to partner with God. When we draw on God's power and live with God's purpose, then our best days will always be tomorrow. And they will always be in the future because God isn't done with us yet. And we know that our best days are ahead of us because God is a forward-looking God. And while we often have to look back and learn about God, we always need to be looking forward and see that God has a purpose and he has a plan for our life and the life of the church. And God wants to learn wants us to learn from all that has taken place in, the, in our lives in the past, but God also desires that our vision be focused on the future and where we're going because, God, because for God the best day ever is always a day to come. It's always a day in the future. And that brings me to the last thing I really want to say about Pentecost, and that is on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit didn't just motivate people primarily to teach and preach and engage in acts of service and hospitality. God's Spirit enabled people to praise God. Acts 2.11 says, And we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things that God has done. People were praising God, but again, it wasn't for that one day. Acts 2.46, they worshiped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper. They shared their meals with great joy and generosity, and all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day, God, the Lord, added to their fellowship those who were being saved. You see, when the Holy Spirit fills people's lives, it moves us to praise God every day. And when we live lives committed to praising God, then tomorrow will always be the best day ever. Churches all across America get so hung up on how we praise God. But you know what? It doesn't matter as much as we think it does. We can praise God through hymns, through praise and worship music, through piano music, guitar, drums, organ, or just our voices in prayer and praise. And praising God just doesn't take place in the church alone. We can praise God every day of the week on our walk, working in the garden, sitting on the deck with our friends, or simply being silent in our homes. Praising God is an attitude, an attitude of our hearts and lives when we focus fully on God and lift up Jesus Christ and all that God has done for us in him. Praise is powerful because it keeps our eyes fixed on Jesus and our lives open to the power that God makes available to us. Praising God in our own hearts and lives is important because praising God together here in worship brings its own unique power and has its own unique purpose. In Acts chapter 2, we see that it was the praise of God's people together that gave witness to the love and truth of Christ. And it was the praise of God's people together that helped the church grow. Praising God together in worship doesn't just make our lives the best they can be. It really does help fulfill the mission that God has for us. So here's my challenge for you. We are entering into this season of the year called summer. We've waited a long time for it, but it's finally here, I think. We're entering this season when it becomes so easy for us to set aside worshiping in community with others. Because during the summer we travel and we visit family and we go camping and we go to the cottage and all of that means that usually that corporate worship takes a back seat. And I want to challenge you this morning to make this the best summer ever by making a commitment 
to be in church, to participate in corporate worship every Sunday. That's a big challenge. If you go on vacation, find a church where you can attend and worship. If you have family visiting you for the weekend, bring them here with you. If you go on a picnic, you can come to our early service or on Monday night to worship so that you can be where you need to be. But don't set aside worshiping with others. Praising God is part of what will make this summer the best ever. And if you will make this commitment, I invite you to share it with others on your social media network. Are you willing to do that? To say, I'm willing to make that commitment, and I'm going to tell my friends about it. This is just another way that we witness to the power of God and allow God to use us for his purpose in giving a witness to him. You know, this is a great day, and the day of Pentecost may have been the best day ever in the Bible, but the best day ever is always tomorrow if we live with power and with purpose and with praise. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Come, Holy Spirit, come as holy fire and burn in us. Come as holy wind and cleanse us within. Come as holy light and lead us in the darkness of our life. Come as holy truth and dispel our ignorance. Come as holy power and enable our weakness. Come as holy life and dwell in us. Convict us. Convert us. Consecrate us until we are set free from the service to ourselves to be your servants to the world. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.